What's up and welcome to episode 24 of How Not to Summon a Podcast. As always, I'm Shini Senpai, and this week I'm joined by the man who definitely would have drowned Weevil, Jim. He bugs me. And that man obsessed with his deck, Grayson. <laughs> it's just so big. <laughs> and this week we are doing episode 7 to 12 of Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters. So let's get straight into Yu-Gi-Oh then. That is the best intro, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Because of one dumb character's name. If you don't know what we're on about from this, go back and listen and you'll know. There's no songs in this fucking show. There isn't. There's one, and it's the intro. No, two, there isn't. Two, You're right. Yeah, it's just two. the intro-y stuff. There's two, and even the outro. There's a little bit of like... It's a changed when, version of the first song. When Joey's like speaking about his sister Serenity all the time, oh. there's the little bit of music playing in the background there. But Episode 7. Starts out with everyone being super hungry. Tristan decides that he's going to become some sort of fucking Boy Scout and whips out a book and like <laughs> is like, I can find mushrooms and beetles to eat. Uh-huh. And like, fuck off, Tristan. Like... <laughs> And the group go looking for food, and they find a fish on a barbecue. Joey sniffs out a barbie. He sniffs out His a barbecue. His nose is fucking yeah. pucker. And it's fucking Joey, Joey and Tristan decide to just run straight in and start eating the food that's cooking on the barbecue that's clearly not fucking theirs, that somebody is literally cooking for themselves. Activated his trap card. <laughs> literally, because the fisherman appears. <laughs> and he jumps up on the rock and then a massive wave washes him off as he's trying to monologue and then he... I pictured Ariel <laughs> just him in the aerial boat laying, with laying the barbecue down. in the background see I was going for more of the fisherman from Blue Pokemon giving in his old rod to... <laughs> just a big dude yeah. you can take my rod five magic carp as my Pokemon he climbs back up and we finally get introduced to Mako Tsunami <sighs> <sighs> fucking name Mako roll and then oh, no just... Mako the shark yeah it's a breed of shark isn't it I thought they had a m- no I'm thinking Mackie roll isn't I? I don't know what the fuck you're talking <laughs> I about I don't know what the fuck you're on <laughs> Mackie's roll what the, you can repeat it it doesn't make it clear Mackie roll <laughs> <laughs> he challenges Yugi to a duel of course and like food he's like you feel it it's like food he, he's I like, challenge you to a duel and a hot dog eating contest <laughs> slaps him around the face with his glove oh he Yugi <laughs> with doesn't you, he, with his fish he even throws his spear at Yugi as well and fucking like tries to so many like, euphemisms. Threaten him or You mean he tries to use his rod? The spear being thrown at Yugi does what sets Yugi off and he transforms. Well, yeah, some other dude and... tried to penetrate him without permission. Well, he transforms back into Atem. His older self. <laughs> the Yugi that's above the age of consent. Mm-hmm. It's a bit and... questionable, isn't it? <laughs> And the field appears, and the field is half land, half sea. Of course it is. 
And Mako brings out his first monster, and it's a water-based monster. Right. Do all these trainers just go and wait in their preferred field? I mean, you, it's, you've played I, Pokemon, right? I mean, you would, wouldn't you? You've played no Pokemon. No one's fighting anyone. Well, yeah. If you Everybody's know, if standing you know, in You're areas. waiting for Joey to walk by 50 times. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> if you know Mako Tsunami, the third best in the region, is hanging out by the water, you stay away you from stay the away water. From water yeah. You think Weevil Underwood, the best in the region, is hiding out in the forest, you stay away from the forest. You just stand in the normal fields and fight all the... Would you not just take on all the little fucking unknown players... I mean, if Rex... And just take a star at a time yep. and just build up from there. If Rex Raptor's hanging out... No, go for him. You might as well fuck what, it. Rex <laughs> <Raptor>? Shit. <laughs> Shit, you might as well go for it. So the first monster that Mako summons is hidden underwater. It's a kraken. <laughs> and he puts it underwater. <laughs> the first monster first he summons. The first summoned. Zoop. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, the deep jokes carry on. Flops it out onto the field. <laughs> Yugi decides that his best course of action is to take out the summon skull because it's is electric. That's what he's calling his purple-headed yogurt slinger. <laughs> well, it's electric, and he thinks that... <laughs> if... Do you like that? <laughs> purple-headed yogurt slinger. <laughs> Put it on a T-shirt. <laughs> oh, don't get it on your T-shirt. <laughs> his plan well, no, is to electrify the crusty, water. It doesn't it? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, there's a level, right? I know you're trying to drag it back to the other scene. I'm having a drink. Yeah, look how, look how drink. classy I look right now. Look at him. <laughs> Hold up. So, he goes to electrocute the water, but just prior to taking that out, Mako has put his jellyfish in the water. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hold on. I'm in the middle of taking a photo and you're talking about that. Mako summoned a jellyfish and put it in the water. And Tentacles. Yugi shoots the electric attack at the water and the jellyfish absorbs the electric attack. You had me at Yugi shoots. <laughs> <laughs> so then to counteract all of this, Yugi plays the moon. <laughs> what? what? He drops his pants? Well, no, because he sends out Silverfang, the wolf. Oh, yeah, and he uses yeah. And then he plays the moon card to enhance Silverfang, but that backfires because the moon changes the tide, and the tide then washes in. And He's not that big. <laughs> the more water <laughs> makes him stronger. We learnt this in One Punch Man. What? Oh, yeah, more water makes him stronger. <laughs> Mako then puts out that sea serpent that... It's a it's attack. It's it's attack is it causes a massive tidal oh, wave. Oh, wallow it! <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> Yugi oh said God. to Mako. <laughs> the monster puts a like a tsunami. It causes a tsunami on the fucking field, and it leaves the tiniest bit of land left that Yugi then puts his rock soldier on. <laughs> It's not getting better. <laughs> this is also when Mako decides to give us his sob story. Oh, Sheeny uh -huh. fan fiction. <laughs> Mako tells us that he used to go out fishing with his dad and they got caught in a storm and his dad tied him to the post, the mast of the ship. The ship was then like washed out by a huge wave and Mako was left on there because he was tied down and his dad was washed off. Surely that's the worst place for him to be. He's tied to the mast. You'd think so. If the boat well, tied, fucking, if the boat rolled, <laughs> you're tied. <laughs> Not sun. Hold on. But he believes that his dad's still alive because the lifeboat was missing. 
So he believes his dad managed to get into the lifeboat and is somewhere out there and he wants to win the competition to buy a fishing boat to go searching for his father. That's a $3 million fishing, fishing boat. boat. That's a fucking... Because he can't afford a normal boat. one. No. <laughs> Why specifically a fishing boat? Why not just I don't know. a boat? I don't know. He likes fishing. So take some fucking rods. I would imagine like a big <laughs> trawler gonna, with no, nets. You said that. I looked at you, looked at Sheedy, Sheedy looked at me, and then I looked back at you. Nothing was said. <laughs> Doesn't need to be. He can take some rods and some fish nets. He'll be fine. Look, this all ends with Yugi turning the rock soldier into attack mode. And it's a euphemism for he, an erection, right? He, de- he destroys the moon. He attacks his <laughs> own moon. He penetrates the ass. I'll translate. And by destroying the moon... He destroys his ass. The tide goes out. <laughs> that one needs no translation. <laughs> <laughs> Sheenie is legitimately reading from notes. Those are his notes. And he wrote them with a straight face. And then Yugi <laughs> attacks the defenceless Mako and takes all of his life points. And Mako is defeated. And the episode ends with Mako going fishing again. <laughs> Well, I'm warm. <laughs> well, boys, I've got to go have a shower. Let's pause it for this episode. I'll be back. Sheeny, don't write any more notes. We're on episode eight. Congratulations and well done, by the way, for pushing through on that. Episode eight opens Yugi with... Evil or... <laughs> at this point. Episode eight opens with a masked child scaling down a tower. I'm leaving that one alone. And... As he's scaling down the tower, he falls from a massive height into some trees and survives. Oh, this is Yugi's... Uh, not Yugi's. Uh, Seto Kaiba's brother. brother. The henchman then turns up to go and feed the kid and realises he's missing and runs out of the room. That guy's getting fired, right? This is the moment we see Pegasus sitting at the table eating his Gorgonzola. <laughs> and I wrote down drinking his wine... <laughs> and he's evilly laughing at a cartoon. Expecting it to be wine, right? We all in thought it was wine. We thought it was wine. Turns out, he says that he was just enjoying his fruit juice. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> he's got his juice, oh, juice yeah. box. He says got, it's, got my juice box. <laughs> he says it's his fruit juice. He says, he was, why, be, why don't interrupt me while I'm drinking my delicious fruit juice? <laughs> and eating my gorgonzola. And eating my gorgonzola. It's not even a great cheese. It's not even evil. It's all right. It's not an evil cheese. It's not and it's certainly not an, <laughs> an evil, evil cheese. cheese. It's not an evil cheese. No, he is right. It's not an evil cheese. The Gorgonzola hen- cannot be an evil cheese. The henchman then comes in, disturbs him, and tells him that the prisoner's gone. And Pegasus is like, don't worry about it, because the prisoner will seek out Yugi Moto. Is this the moment where Pegasus also says, please don't interrupt my me time where I'm yes. eating my cheese? <laughs> my me time. Mom, I'm playing my figures. <laughs> <laughs> he sits in that chair every single every single episode, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Every single episode, Near he's enough, in that chair. Yeah. He's been in that chair all day. Well, he's getting brought gorgonzola and fruit juice. What <laughs> else does he need? I mean, there's some fruit in a little bit. Juice. Then we get the scream. We cut back to Yugi and his group, and what they hear like a shout for help from a player. And they go and run over, and one of the big henchman goon guys is dragging off this guy. Tristan then launches this long-range attack, and he's like, what seemingly looks like he's just flying through the air for ages. Fails, and the goon just 
beats him up. Did I miss this? Yeah. I must have. Yeah, like, it's like a long range, that. like fucking Superman speed punch. lines going across the screen and he's flying through the air. Like and then Superman the goon, punch. Style yeah, and the goon then just beats him up. And the group find out that this player is being kicked off the island because he's lost his stars. But he didn't lose him in a duel. He's claiming that they were stolen by a thief and there's a thief around and they're just running around stealing people's stars. So the group decide that they're going to go and get this thief and give this man his stars And they've got 30 minutes to get him back to the guy. Yeah, the guard at the boat is like, in 30 minutes, the boat ships all these players out. Weevil's on that boat, by the way. He is. Who did he lose to? Oh, wait, no, he lost all of his stars against Yugi. Yugi. Yeah, he lost his two stars. (laughs) Yeah, the regional champion came and lost one game and was kicked off the island. We've all been on those days where you go on, you lose every game, you just go, go off, don't you? What, Rocket League, yeah. God. Warzone. Warzone. So the group go looking for this thief and they go out into where he was last seen and he, this masked kid jumps out of the bush, challenges Yugi to a duel. Yugi transforms once again and the kid like throws down five chips and they wage it literally. That's all Yugi's got left and they wage a five chips. Turns out, it's Kaiba's brother. This is when we finally see it. And we get a flashback. I've got a problem at the moment. Like, all Just this is one. going on. There's really not much actually happening, no. is there? It's no. like, there's nothing to actually talk about, describe. It's just no action, nothing. That's because they're trying to inject plot into what is just one person needs to win a duel, one person needs to lose. And they're giving us like 15 people's backstories. Yeah, they well, they have to. They have, they have to try and give people some sort of character building. And it's just and we know who's going to win. don't care yeah. if fucking Sea Serpent Boy's dad's missing. No. Why do I give a fuck? I quite like that character, though. For what? The three seconds he's on screen? I, Before I he gets him. mooned? I quite, enjoy- <laughs> I quite enjoyed him as a character. I would have liked to have seen him more in it. Actually, probably some of the better voice acting come from him. Yeah, yeah. The Fucking certainly better than Weevil. Fucking can't. <laughs> and Rex. More difficult to get worse. <laughs> so we go into a flashback and we see a very sad and... The whole flashback is all about a sad and defeated Seto Kaiba. Moping that he lost to Yugi. He doesn't want to go to the Duelist Kingdom because he's sad. And I he's got to reflect on sad. his life. Yeah, it is. He's reflecting on his life. And yeah. <laughs> he's having an existential Yeah, crisis. yeah. He's just having I've a I've been playing with my cards for so long. I don't know <laughs> what and he's done. And he decides he's going to leave his brother, his younger brother, and he's going to go off and find himself. And his brother's name, we find out, is Mokuba. And he finally reveals himself at this moment as well and takes off his mask. <laughs> and don't I'm, look at me like that. He's like, I'm going to get revenge on you for beating my brother and like ruining his life. And- yeah, well, yeah, that. And he also knows that Pegasus's goal is, one of his goals is to take over the Kyber Corp. So he feels like beating Yugi would make, I don't know, what's, what's it going to achieve? I don't- nothing, literally nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing. They just needed to get Seto Kaiba back into it. Well, yeah, no, they, yeah, they needed. To but get we find out the board there. that run Kaiba Corp have decided they've teamed up with Pegasus, and they decided that they want Kaiba dead. They're doing a Richie Rich. Yeah, they always seen Richie Rich, right? But they also established that one of the only a Kaiba can, run, a Kaiba Kaiba can Kaiba run Kaiba Corp. So they plan to kidnap Mokuba because he's young, so he's easy to Stockholm syndrome, kidnap. little bastard. Yeah. 
literally that is their plan. They want to yeah. defeat. They want to defeat Yugi because for some reason he's in their way because he's the best duelist in because he plays now a card game. Yeah, Yugi literally has no fucking like no influence on card. No, not at no. all. But you, the board have decided that Yugi must be defeated, so they've asked Pegasus to do this. I thought it was more Pegasus wanted that. No, no, the board have said that Yugi is a problem to them for some reason. All right, fair enough. It's fucking stupid. He's literally like a twelve-year-old kid. Playing yep. a playing card with, game. Playing with his dick. <laughs> and has a millennium puzzle. <laughs> and has a puzzle. So Mokuba and Yugi start dueling and Mokuba's just shit. He's just terrible. Awful. He just He's just laying down monsters and Yugi's just fucking wiping them out constantly. Then as Yugi's trying to monologue, Mokuba just runs up to the platform and steals his chips. Like, what? Like... How do you not realise that, one, he's left the platform opposite you, two, he's running over, and, and three, three, he's, he's right there next to you, next to you stealing <laughs> the chips. Like He is very, very sneaky. Well, Yugi stops him because he's about to run Stealth off. Stealth level 10. He's, he's about to run off, and Yugi gives him this whole speech about trust, and trust me because I will beat Pegasus, and I will save you and your brother. And Yes, because Pegasus will... St- stake his entire future and his company on a card game. He will. Heart of the Cards. The Heart, Heart of the, the cards. cards. Yugi boy. Yugi boy. Then we cut back to Kaiba, and he's got. he's just obsessing about the fact that he lost. He's running computer software programming, <laughs> detailing every angle that his duel with Yugi could have gone, and in no scenario would he lose, and how the hell did he lose? And Did anybody else notice this or maybe it was just me this room that he's in is the exact same room as ashes from pokemon nope yeah i literally recognized it because i watched the first pokemon episode went and watched it and i went that's the exact fucking same room they've just translated or just transposed it straight over like the desk is the same the computer is the same the bookshelves are all the same Everything's the same Can't in that room. It's a lawsuit there. It's not because, uh, like <laughs> I said, I think it's done by First for Kids. They so might, they, they, like they I said, they, they, uh, they it, must have. Yeah, they they would have had something like, to do with it, but they weren't the made studio. So it's just weird. Maybe the voice studio. I literally saw it and was like, "What is going on there? Did they just budget? Just Possibly. decided that they didn't want to make that one scene? Just the one. Just the one scene. Well, you don't see it for long because the goons then turn up and they found Kyber. In his house. Who would have known he would have been there? Yeah, they went searching <laughs> high and low. He's in the last place. Have uh, a look. Kyber, Kyber then grabs his gear and jumps out of the window. He, forgets, the jagged, his dick. he forgets his dick. <laughs> he does forget his dick. <laughs> he jumps out into the jagged cliffs below and the goons go up to the window and they're like, nobody could survive that fall, he's dead. And they just walk away. Ah, uh, the old jumping into water and thinking they're dead trick. How very James Bond. Actually, he grabs a ledge. I mean, uh, He grabs a ledge falling. Yeah. I mean, there's also, dead. when you look from a different angle, it's literally drops down onto a grass, grassy piece below. You literally see that as well. Yeah. Like, there's a walkway underneath. Yeah. The, like, goon, the goons are just like, no, nah, he's dead. Why is this dude not going to escape? He's got like a secret room on this fucking island. Uh, he's he's Batman. I've told Why has you. he not got like some, some armor somewhere where you pull the arm? Why well, hasn't he got a gun? No, that would have solved a lot of problems. <laughs> the goons walk in. Is, 
Fuck off. <laughs> That's going to go well on a kid's program. <laughs> Just start throwing cards at them. Gambit style. Gambit. My blue eyes. <laughs> I love, why would he leave his deck anyway? I don't know. Mine's attached to me. <laughs> we cut back to the group and they arrive at the boat with all the chips, but it's too late. The goons already sent the boat off early. <laughs> As a fuck you. And, and then the goon smacks the stars out of his hand into the water what? which also included some of Yugi's stars because they were the ones that were taken why does he do this because he's a massive cunt <laughs> oh this is the one with the gigantic yeah, with fucking the knob rhino on his head. <laughs> then he grabs Mokuba again and is like you're not supposed to be here you're supposed to be in the tower tied up or whatever Fucking Come Rapun- on, Rapunzel, back <laughs> to the tower. <laughs> so Yugi decides he's going to challenge the goon to a duel, and the, the goon's like, yes. It's <laughs> not how a goon settles a problem. It, if you work for a millionaire, you're not going, you know what? The goon's You've like... You've got me here. My hands are tied. <laughs> we'll fight this in a card game. He's like, a meet, kid's card meet, me, game. <laughs> meet me at this specific location at this specific time, and we will fight. And I'll beat you up. Give me a lunch money. They get they, <laughs> they get to this location and the episode ends with an odd looking Seto Kaiba standing at the opposite platform of the dueling arena and that's that is oh, Yugi's opponent. This next episode. I was at the hotel and I'm about to check out on this one, I tell you. Episode nine, let's have a drink before episode Ooh, nine. Yeah, yeah. please. Hold whoa, whoa, whoa. On. What do you mean? Have a drink? I've been drinking the whole fucking time. <laughs> Can't we tell? <laughs> One of us is an alcoholic. Episode 9 opens with Ghost Kaiba, who specifically turns around and says this to Yugi, it's time to duel with the ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that deadpan humour. That might be the best bit of the show. <laughs> might be the best bit of the show. <laughs> the quip from the ghoul. And the ghost... Kyber decides he's going to try and guilt trip Yugi early on. Doesn't doesn't work at all. <laughs> Ghost rocking guilt trips. I love it. <laughs> I'm dead. Help me. And also the ghoul is talking to Yugi without moving his mouth. So the ghoul has become telepathic as well. So we've got all these things going on at the moment. Are you okay? <laughs> the ghoul starts... Was, was this continuity? I don't was know. Was this like we can't be this asked is canon. anymore? This is canon. The ghoul is telepathic. Fucking deal with it. Uh, yeah. Right. Something I'm going to bring up now. We're quite far through this. Last week, you had real problems with inner monologues. <laughs> yeah. How many inner monologues <laughs> have we had in this show? N- nowhere near Yugi as many has as there are. You some little wiggler liar. Nowhere near as there are. There are many in Attack on Titan. Nowhere near. We've had w- at right. least... There's a f- fair least, few in here. At least two an episode. Yeah. To an episode at least. You get to a fucking scene in Attack on Titan. Not okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> but not wrong. This is supposed to go so much quicker though. It just ah. Oh. Welcome to why in a monologuing is a cheap out for actual good writing. Pack it in. Stop doing it. Yeah, but it's like in a monologue for everything in this one. Right. When was the last time you faced a problem when you went pause a second and just in a monologue to solve that problem? Apart from your sex fiend he's, work He's stuff. in a monologuing now. Right then. <laughs> <laughs> right then. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> no, I won't kill him. <laughs> right then. You know how to settle this? It's time, time to... to do 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 
the duel. So the duel. The duel starts. No, say it properly. Duel. No. What? Say it properly. It's time to. No, I'm not saying it. It's time. It's time to go 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 it starts the exact same way as it previously did when Yugi took on Kaiba. Oh, he plays the same card as he did when he played in the first the time. Decks are rigged. Yugi manages to draw and summon Dark Magician again oh, very early shocker. on. It's exactly the same. This entire duel. He takes Kaiba down to 700 life points within seconds of this starting. That could be the problem with only having 2,000 life points on yeah. the board. We cut back to the real Kaiba. I wrote that there's some sort of upbeat soundtrack to this scene. There is an upbeat uh, There is, isn't go. there? Here we go. There's Genie some notes. sort of upbeat soundtrack that is playing in the background. And we see how Kaiba survived his suicide jump from the window. Like, yeah, like you said, there's a literally a platform below. There literally is. You see it one moment, there's nothing. And then the next scene... There's an entire fucking grassy knoll that he's about to sit on. And then he makes his way back into the house that he was just in, and he goes into the secret underground lab slash (laughs) surveillance area that he has. (laughs) With a super smart AI. With a super sassy computer. The voice acting on the computer, though, not bad. It's the best. It might be one of the best in the show, because it's just sassy Well, she's just sassy. Yeah. Do you know what it reminds me of? Reminds me of uh, Plankton's computer. Yeah. Yeah, see? Yeah, fair play. Yeah. Please tell me you know that. that yeah, one. yeah, yeah, I know Thank who you mean. You. Please tell me, audience, you know what that one is. Of course they know Spongebob. Yeah, everybody <laughs> knows Spongebob, but not everybody knows... It's not knows... some niche cartoon that only you watched growing up in the fucking early 2000s. What's wrong with you? I love the fact that you think I only watched it growing up in the 2000s, <laughs> not last week. It's also overrated and quite crap. I'm not having that. It's I, right, though, isn't it? I'm not having that. It is right, though, isn't it? No. It is. No! I'm a goofy goober, yeah. It's just You're a really a bad Ren and Stimpy with no yeah. balls. We're all goofy goobers, yeah. Goofy, 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 goofy goober. It has David Hasselhoff in. In the movie, yeah. Yeah, the Hoff is inside his movie. It doesn't have Ren and Stimpy in it. Ren and uh, Stimpy was a show that predates Spongebob that is the same animation style. It's like the, Cat Dog and stuff like that. Oh, Cat Dog. Like, it right, was... I'd rather talk about Cat Dog than I'd talk about Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Ren and Stimpy is SpongeBob if SpongeBob was written by the guys that did Rick and Morty. Yeah, oh. yeah, I get. Yeah, you'll love it. You're too old. I am old. I watched Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. You're too old. Back to Yu-Gi-Oh. Ugh, do we have to? Kaiba then goes on about the fact that if Yugi loses this duel, then he'll lose Kaiba Corp. I don't know why, but he says that for some reason. Wait. The ghoul. If the ghoul beats Yugi, Kaiba's sure that Kaiba Corp will be taken over by Pegasus. I don't know what. Considering he's still alive, I don't know. I mean, he's sitting there alive inside his own fortress of solitude. Surely, if a Kaiba has to be running Kaiba Corp, it's Corp, right? Corp. Corporation, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Corp. Surely, if, if he has to be running it, one of the Kaibas. He would own 51% of the shares in yes, the company. Yes, over the board, yeah. So what the fuck is the issue? What does Pegasus think he's going to do? I don't know. Pegasus doesn't even own any shares in the company. He's just some guy. They, I don't. None of it makes sense. This evil plot is just fucking ridiculous. He's already a multi-millionaire. His name is literally Maximilian. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. 
Are we name shaming now? <laughs> Can we not have a Maximilian? No, we can't, Jimothy. Oh, all right then, fair enough. I'm all right with this. This is when we get Kyber hacking the system. <laughs> and he wants to planet. he wants to hack the mainframe so that he can help Yugi <laughs> out in his duel. Now it's turned into reboot. I love it. And all the while Ghost or Ghoul Kyber has drawn a blue eyes white dragon because <laughs> he's got them right at the top of his deck. Right at the top of his dick. He beats one. Yugi. He does beat one. Yeah, he manages to beat one. Um all the while Kyber is trying to hack the system to find Yugi and find out where his jewel is. And he does this by searching if there's a dark magician out in the field somewhere. <laughs> Can we talk about the way that he hacks? Not Exodia. I literally wrote down, got. all we get is this stupid hacking talk monologue where he searches for the dark magician. No, this is a really clever move. Oh. Hacking the cardboard cards and uploading a virus <laughs> works wonders. Yeah, but it's also the fact of the hacking. They yeah. have to show rooms yeah. that he's going through. It's hacking. a physical representation of hacking for yeah. a child to understand. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll the give The cardboard that. cards he, are well, being he, broken he by takes, a virus. He takes control of a satellite. Yeah, uh, that's how that works. He takes control of a satellite. Yep. Crashes it into a building. He blows up a door with virtual dynamite. Yeah. And that's how he hacks the system. <laughs> and then that leads to a giant fortified castle that he can't hack because it's a castle and it's password protected. He guesses the password. The password <laughs> is, is Pegasus. Pegasus. Yeah. <laughs> Not one, two, three, four. <laughs> the password to Pegasus's systems is Pegasus. <laughs> and Kyber not goes, even, Kyber goes I know what Pegasus would make his password. <laughs> Pegasus. It's Pegasus. Not even Pegasus one. No, it's, ju- it's just Pegasus. Hashtag Pegasus. Yeah. <laughs> cool boy Pegasus. The episode ends when we cut back to the duel going on and Yugi pulls out the magical hats and he hides the dark magician within the hats and fake Kyber attacks one of the hats. And we go into episode 10. Is that Mirror Force that he hits? No, magical hats is up. Magic yeah, hat. oh, that's how it ends. Mirror Force but then we have, yeah. The Mirror Force card uh-huh. comes, yeah. Okay. Of all the fucking innuendos, that's the one you guys fucking break out. I, did, I was drinking. You're yeah. fucking drinking my ass. That smirk on your face as <laughs> otherwise. We could see that smirk <laughs> from all the way over here. Episode 10 starts with one of the magical hats being destroyed and there's nothing in it. It's an empty hat. So the point of the magical hats is that it conceals the monster and what you can do as a duelist is you can place trap cards within certain hats. And this is what Yugi does. He puts a spell card in one of the hats and fake Kyber attacks it and he's put a binding, magical binding circle inside yeah. it. So, And this is how he manages to defeat the Blue Eyes with the Dark Magician because the, the spell binding circle drops the attack power of the Blue Eyes and then his Dark Magician is stronger and beats it. Cool. Bit of Yu-Gi-Oh. Actually, some good Yu-Gi-Oh-ing. Some, be- some better card playing that yeah. we've seen and actual proper card playing that we've seen. Then Kyber draws another blue eyes. Yeah, it's like, well done. You've beat one. Here's the next one. Put it down. But don't worry, because real Seto Kyber uploads a virus. <laughs> Here we go. To the cardboard card. To Melty. The- <laughs> Melty dragon. <laughs> he uploads a virus and the blue eyes on the field during the duel starts to melt. And lose its power. And lose its attack power. Like, how does that work? Don't worry, though. 
Because that's not what defeats the, the blue eyes. Yugi defeats it, but actually its attack power is still too strong for Yugi. And that's what they state. He beat it because the heart of the cards worked. Yeah, I remember this because the blue eyes attacks and then all of a sudden he... Kyber sits Kyber in the room. says, Yugi! And it goes through to Yugi. It does, does what? Yeah. The real Kaiba yep. shouts Yugi's name and Yugi hears, hears it in his head. He has this circle like... And he knows he's got Kaiba's support. Yeah. So the virus didn't kill the card and this is what Kaiba says as well. He says the virus wasn't what did it. It was the heart of the cards that worked. I remember that bit. That the, the him in the room was the heart of the cards. See, it would have been smarter if they'd have said that. Well, he didn't legitimately. I win think it. we're way past this show doing anything. It smart. would have been smarter. They uploaded a virus to a piece of cardboard. Wait, they could have. Then Kyber it. becomes a fat pink-haired guy who kind of looks like Britney's dad. Looks like Britney's dad. Where did that come from? <laughs> it's all the evil that was in Kyber that got sent to Why the shadow realm. Why does he look like it? Britney's going dad. To a pride parade. I thought it looked like Britney's dad. It looks dad. like Britney's dad <laughs> from Grimgar. Really does. He's not happy with he that. Turns I, don't care. I don't want to bang Britney's dad. He turns into this hideous thing that's all the bad that was ever in Kyber. So and why it was does banished. he look like that? He was banished. It's because it's the, the, the inner ugly in you. It's oh. Krusty the Clown, but pink and an eating oh, disorder? It is. It's what, all the bad stuff in you was to become a real representation of a person. That's what it would look like, some fat, evil, pink-haired guy. Oh, don't worry, everybody that listens. You're all beautiful people. Don't worry. Not you. What? What, me? No, not you. Oh, right, that, one right. oh, that, guy. that one we, guy. That one guy. That guy. We get some better card playing going on after this, and it leads to Yugi utilising Monster Reborn. With Monster Reborn, it's a card you can play that means you can summon any dead monster from, from either, either yeah from either graveyard. And he brings back Blue Eyes, and he manages to boost it enough so it can defeat all the other monsters on the other side of the field in one hit. We only get new cards when it's needed to bullshit yeah. the plot. Yes, it literally. Is. Oh, <laughs> apart from Celtic Guardian that turns up because he's just. And when they run out of cards, they hack them. When they run out of excuses to why Yugi will win, (laughs) they hack it. Well, he wins, and then he does this moment where he warns, has a go at Pegasus, doesn't he? Like, he projects himself onto I know you're watching. Yeah, there's this, like, shadowed version of him. Banishes the pink-haired dude... Back to the shadow realm. Back to the shadow realm. Where well, he escaped from originally. Look, I would kind of understand the second one if they'd have said, actually, Kyber's heart was in those cards and those cards yeah. knew that Kyber... No, yeah. yeah, but Yugi if does say that. Yugi says that you can't play with a deck that's not yours. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit you, of advice I'll for everyone out there. That. <laughs> that's a bit of advice for everyone out there. No, it's not. <laughs> it's bad advice. Good go, advice. go play with someone else's dick. <laughs> the, the episode <laughs> don't. The, the episode ends with unless gr- you want to, and they're okay with it. The, then that's fine. <laughs> the group turns around, and Mokuba is missing. The henchman took him away while they were all distracted <laughs> celebrating the victory. Staring at Yugi screaming at the sky. That's yeah. what they were doing. Yep. He's not celebrating. They're not going, oh, he won, yay, and not paying attention. It's because some dickhead 12-year-old was screaming his fucking head off, glowing with a wind blowing coming from nowhere. 
screaming about some Something guy that should be dead. Something seems different about Yugi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happens in this episode, isn't it? They constantly say it. Constantly. Whenever he transforms, they're always like, hmm, Yugi seems different somehow. Episode 11. Episode 11 opens with Mo- them talking about how they're surprised that Mokuba's gone and they can't <laughs> believe that he disappeared while they were celebrating and he was taken back to the castle. Are they thick? <laughs> yes, and they're walking along, and Tristan <laughs> Tristan drops a load of cards out of his pocket. He drops his dick on the floor. He drops his entire dick on the floor. <laughs> Joey stands on his dick. <laughs> I got nothing. And then like. Tristan shares a piece of his dick. Then we cut to Mai. <laughs> we, we cut to Mai, who's laying in a field, and she starts daydreaming about Joey. And then she gets angry that she's thinking about Joey. And she finds Rex Raptor. <laughs> oh, God, we still got this whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Oh, she, finds, she finds Rex Raptor and he wants to rematch her. But she says, the only way I'll rematch you is if you beat Joey. Is that how that works? Is it? Well, no, because so. she says that because Joey beat her, that makes him technically better. And she beat Rex. So she's like, to prove yourself to me, to say that you're good enough to fight me, you've got to beat Joey. That's... Makes no sense. She she tells Rex to go and beat Joey, and Rex just goes along with it. She completely uses him because she wants somebody that's apparently stronger than her. Well, she, she's just she pissy at Joey, like isn't it. she? Yep. So she's like, I want somebody to beat Joey because I don't like him. And but this I guy do probably like him, can beat him. But I don't like him, but I do like him. <laughs> Are we back to this, Albert? <laughs> yeah. The plot thickens. They find Joey, and Rex challenges him, and... Mai makes a stipulation on the jewel that Joey can't have any help from anybody at all. Backseat because because dueling. apparently Yugi backseat jeweled and helped was the reason that Joey beat... Yugi didn't do fuck all he apart said, from just You can do him. it, Joey. And gave him a card. Trust in the heart of the cards. Yeah. That's it. That's literally all he said. But apparently that was the reason why Mai lost. So now Yugi can't help at all. I mean... She might be right with the fact that he has the power of a magic Egyptian pharaoh inside a puzzle that helps him every single time when he transforms. And he does transform Mm. at that point. Well, Joey's inner monologue tells him that he's going to win anyway because he has Time Wizard and Baby Dragon and he can just rely on, he can just rely on that every single fucking time. And he whips them out straight away. Well, he starts really really bad. Yeah, he gets pissy pissy with with Tristan. Tristan. And Yugi. And Tristan ends up storming off. Because After getting shoved. <laughs> For some yeah. reason, he, he has bruises on his cheeks. Pushes him over. Because he, he got pushed over. He totally, like, fronts on Tristan, doesn't he? He's like, hey. <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> Forget about oh. it. <laughs> Get out of here. So Joey starts really poorly and starts getting really stressed out because he's... It, we get the effect thing again, don't we? Where it's like flame doesn't affect dinosaurs or something like that. Yep. Yeah. Fire, no, flames don't fire do attack. Fire yeah, attack fire doesn't does work. Or something, or fire attack is super effective. Something else doesn't. It. Isn't it's it like field one? Magic ones or, or something. Yeah. Like that. Something. Some bullshit that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because anyway. it's always this flame knighty thing to defeat him. Yeah. You get yeah. the bonus. Again. And Joey. Joey seems to forget constantly that there's a field bonus that's. How do you not understand this? The fucking points of your enemy's fucking cards are right, right in, front in front of, of you, you on the fucking thing. We've seen that. I mean, that doesn't matter because like this show just doesn't give a flying fuck <sighs> about the points. Stupid. So Yugi runs off to go and get Tristan back because he's like, Joey needs everybody. He needs his friends by his side. So I'm going to go and fetch Tristan because 
he's being a whiny bitch. Is that why you left? Him? Yeah, I yeah, thought it was. Be- I thought it was yeah. because uh, Joey had got a bit pissy with him. So. No, no, he goes to get Tristan back because he's he knows that Joey needs his friends behind him. Does he? Yeah. Well, they all do. Apparently, they need a support apparently. network. Joey then draws Time Wizard and Baby Dragon, and then he plays. Well, he puts Time Wizard face down and just leaves him on the field and like kind, of, kind of forgets about him, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I put, thought yeah. it was that he played one in defence mode for a start and then like Rex Rapp is like, Dragon. hey, yeah. you fool, everybody knows that you attack on your first turn and then he takes it out in like one go. Like yeah. the first go. Well, and he, he's play, like, he then plays Flame Swordsman and he actually destroys the dinosaur and Rex Raptor's like, how did you know my dinosaurs are weak to fire? And he's, he's like, like he's like, oh, I didn't realise I didn't, that. you just told me. Thanks for that information. He always draws the perfect card at the perfect time. Do. These decks are so fixed. <laughs> it's unreal. What? Yu-Gi-Oh! is literally just a it's fixed fucking, match. I don't is. understand. You always see an image of about 150 cards and we see about... 10. There's definitely a betting scam going on here, isn't there? Oh, yeah, they're counting cards. Yeah. Then Jerry draws Tristan's card that Tristan lent to him, which is um, Battle Ox and Red Swamp. Oh, yeah, Red Swamp Not Battle Ox. Yeah, that's Swamp Swamp Guardian Guardian and Red Swamp Guardian. Yep. And it turns out that when you put these two cards together, they enhance each other's attack power. Wait, one gets attacked by one with the higher attack points and the other one defends it. Yeah. Like, what? Well, that's at the end. Well, first we get the lovely flashback of when Tristan saves Joey in the warehouse. That's, From a, that's a group a great, of guys. Great flashback. That's when we see yep. how their to, friendship started. They're back to back fighting a gang of unknown thugs. Yeah, dirty brown. And couch. then episode eleven ends with the Red Swamp Guard. There is actually a brown sofa in the background. Yeah, I know there, there is. is. <laughs> there is. <laughs> the Red Swamp guy blocks the attack for the green one. And the episode ends. That's not how that works. <laughs> That's not how that works. Teamwork. Teamwork. It Team. might It might be an effect. Teamwork makes a plot Team. work. <laughs> Team. It might, Team. It might Team. be an effect. If you had both those cards in play, the effect might be that one defends the other, maybe. I don't know. I think one increases the defense points of the other. Yeah. you got to add it together. And guess, get, get the Red Swamp Guardian in get, here and make sure they do it as a team. <laughs> guess what? We're on episode 12. Oh, thank the God. final one. Thank fucking God. And we've got to this much quicker than we did the last time. Oh, thank God. <laughs> not so many dick jokes. <laughs> not so many dick jokes. <laughs> not so much context to Very anything. Not, context? Nothing's Content. Fucking, nothing's fucking happened, really. We've just seen jewel after jewel. So and they're not even like, nothing's they're happened They're not long. Nothing's happened in them. We're going to have to talk about this. Like Episode 12 starts with the Swamp Duo dominating the duels and they're just wiping out dinosaur card after dinosaur card after dinosaur card. Then Rex pulls out his ace, the Red Eyes Black Dragon. Yeah, the one that he didn't want to summon when he was in the tournament. No, when he said in the tournament, this is my best card and pulled out the 1,600 attack power yeah, card. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Red Eyes has appeared out of nowhere. But don't worry, because Joey gets a pep talk from his friends, guys. If you were panicking and you thought Joey had had it, no, he didn't. He gets his pep talk, and his friends give him that boost. Does he believe in the heart of the cards? Well, as he's believing in the heart of the cards, Rex turns around and says, why don't we make it more interesting and bet our best cards? So he wages Red Eyes Black Dragon. And he wages Time Wizard? And he, yeah. Because, (laughs) Because Mai wants Time Wizard. She wants it gone. 
She doesn't want anyone to have... To, she doesn't want Joey to have Time Wizard at all. Well, that wasn't part of Mai's plan, was it? She kicks off because Rex wants Time Wizard because he believes that Time Wizard will help him defeat Mai when he duels her next. I mean, it will. So then she... Yeah, so she kicks yeah. off and is like, Rex, that's not part of the plan. I don't... Why? I don't want you to have Time Wizard. And he's like, shut up, Mai. <laughs> well, yeah. But Joey activates Time Wizard because he forgets it's there until Rex reminds him that it's there. <laughs> He's a world-class card player right here. He is, like he said, to get on the boat, a top-class duelist. And instead of using... So time Wizard apparently has two effects. It can either fast-forward time instantly, or it has Time Roulette. And Time Roulette, it spins the little wheel on its face s- stick thing. Oh, okay. No, it has that wand with the wheel oh, on it. Yep, yep, yep. And if it falls into the... Skull and Bones, it's a self-destruct and it'll blow up and it'll wipe Joey's life points out and take them with it. We know that's not happening. Or if it lands on the two other smaller zones, it will just... It causes a space-time continuum called Time Warp. And it lands on... Are we ready to do it again? Have we got to go and do a step to the left, a step to the right? I hear it's astounding. Uh. It lands on the Time Warp. And it causes an entire space-time continuum that goes out of control. So time is fleeting. It fossilizes Red Eyes Black Dragon. Joey wins. Turns and this is where madness takes control. <laughs> and let's do the time walk <laughs> again. Cut to some creepy eyes watching the group from the distance in Ooh. the bushes. It's, it's Bakura. He's hiding in the trees watching them. And then joins them for a picnic. This guy just likes to watch. He is. Fair enough. Well, they go looking for food and Joey attempts to go and eat some mushrooms. mushrooms, The big yellow mushroom. The big weird mushrooms that he knows nothing about. And then Mai turns up and she's like, I've got all this food. Do you want to share my food? Why has she done that? She's not showing anything like... Then she starts bossing everyone around and is like, let's all set up camp together. And this is what... I need you two to go and get firewood. I need you two to go and do this and... Yeah, it just gives everyone orders and everyone sets up camp. All right. <laughs> she just becomes the de facto leader for some reason. She's learned the heart of the cards. Well, she still sees everyone as an enemy, apparently. Yeah. She in a monologues that she still sees everyone as an enemy, although she's Keep starting, your enemies close. starting to like Apparently them. that means balls deep inside you. What? But don't worry, because not long after she in a monologues that everyone's kind of a friend, but an enemy at the same time, she gets kidnapped. <laughs> oh, God. I fucking missed that. Yeah, somebody snatches her from behind. <laughs> and Bakura emerges from the bushes. Behind. Bukaki emerges from the bushes. <laughs> and he sits there and he's having a lovely little friendly chat with everybody. And he asks everyone, if you was going to be one of your cards, what would you be? And Joey turns around and says he'd be the flame swordsman. Tristan says he'd be the cyber commander, which, by the way, shit card. Shit card. Really shit card. I'll be Exodia. And Taya says she wants to be the magician of faith. Why? I don't know. It, has a, it doesn't even have an effect. That's a normal card. Another shit sure. card. And Yugi says he wants to be dark magician. Of course. Of course it does. Bakura then changes and has he, his personality just alters. Yeah, he summons his little necklace thing. Well, he says to everyone that he would like to be the card change of heart. He says that before. And then he, he changes says, his heart. Then he says to everyone, like, he turns around to Yugi and he's like, let's duel. Let's not wager any chips or anything. It's just a friendly game. You know, nobody's going to get hurt. Foreshadowing. 
I want to show you something. And, and he suggests that everybody puts their favourite cards in Yugi's deck. Oh, he really wants to say something. <laughs> it's the same as boobies, baby, isn't it? <laughs> boobies, baby. And then the personality just changes and he starts doing some weird fucking chanting and turns out that he has... <laughs> it's not the Millennium Necklace, it's the Millennium Ring. Even though it hangs that ring's been from fucking his neck. pounded. <laughs> That's a fucking big ring. And Bakura transports them all to the Shadow Realm. It's a good job it's not the Millennium Eye. Fuck that, would be a big one to carry he, around. He freezes them all in place and then goes to lean across and steal the Millennium Puzzle from Yugi. But Yugi transforms into Atem. Yugi! <laughs> and then Atem challenges Bakura to a duel. And that's how episode 12 ends. So we're kind of leaving it on, I can't say cliffhanger. It's not a cliffhanger. We're leaving it unfinished as such. So he's going to win? What we're saying is we're saying if you've listened, if you listen to this or you've watched this and you you want more from us. You want to cause us more pain. (laughs) If you want us to do more. If you want another two episodes of dick jokes. (laughs) Tell us you want more and we will do more. More dick. Always. (laughs) Always. <laughs> I can do more of this. I'm going to need at least another four or five beers. So, guys, we've finished the 12 episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh! Jewel Monsters. How are we feeling? Exhausted. You remember what I was saying in the previous part about Indiana Jones and the fact that the 2,000 years and becoming dust in a skeleton and that... I slowly feel like that's what I've been like going through this entire series. I feel like I'm now just a dust pile on the floor and somebody's going to sweep. You're just going to sweep <laughs> me up in a minute and just like dump me in the bin for a little while. And I'll be back next week for a little while. <laughs> it, it, it was, it was, it was tough watch. Oh, it was a tough me. watch. It took me three tries, three sittings to try. And like get we said in the episodes. previous part, I love this as a kid. I still love the cards and collecting nah, them and stuff like, like that. Do you know what I mean? But Pokemon was better. Doesn't I, hold I well. 100% preferred the Yu-Gi-Oh cards to the Pokemon cards, but not the animes. The the Pokemon anime was better than the Yu-Gi-Oh anime. But when I was a not kid. Not by much, though. But I was going to say, I, I, it weren't that long ago I recently watched Pokemon again, and I was like, what the it's fuck is shit. this shit? Yeah. So That's why they did Pokemon Origins. But these were good when we were a kid. Now they're just... Shocking. Yu-Gi-Oh was tough. It was ho hot, but it was so bad that it made us laugh, and it also made us sit there and go, "What the fuck is this? None of this makes sense." And it gave us material to spin to jokes. Let's put it that way. (laughs) So three hours of dick jokes, (laughs) real comedy gold. It just. (laughs) I'll have you know, I called that the best comedy right at the start. After that, it was done. Sheeny had to have a drink then. It gave us a swig. It gave us some laughs and it gave us, it gave me nostalgia again. For what? For going back and looking at all the like cards you know, that you I know. You know, he was sat on the like floor, got all of his tins out and was like, oh, God, do you know what? Do you know Yu-Gi-Oh. what? You weren't there. You weren't there. And he did get out his folder and show me. <laughs> I knew I've got it. All of his cards. I knew it. Yep. And I went, yep. There's a lot of cards there. <laughs> that's a lot of cards. That's a lot of, a lot of dick. But other than that, I struggled to watch this. Yep. Like, I, I had to watch it at sort of three episodes at a time because I was sitting there and I was we watched just it. drained of life. I think I life. watched it about three or four episodes at a time, yeah. yeah. We watched it with Maker's Mark. Yeah. Sorry with the plug, but 
<laughs> Sitting there with a yeah, whiskey. Hook, hookers up. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> we are kind of like funding <laughs> at the moment. But yeah, we sat there with a bottle of that and watching these episodes and regretting our decisions instantly. There's nothing you do, there's nothing you could do to change this or alter this because one Yes, one, I think there is. One it doesn't you can't do it to something this old and nostalgic right. anyway. What I learned was this is the change. There was an episode of Yu-Gi-Oh that was the same story arc and time set before this version of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, hear this out. So there is what this. the fans call, it came out beforehand by a different studio, called uh, Season Zero. Right. And it's Yu-Gi-Oh, but as close to the manga as you could get. Okay. So and it was better. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they improved shit. on a lot of things. It, yeah, the ep- uh, Season Zero came first, and it's not based around the jewel monsters and card game it's based around games that's why he's the king of games it's multiple games okay it's not just one shadow realm games right. that's the original Yu-Gi-Oh manga this is no Apparently, game no life oh no i learned this well, no, okay was, yeah no game no life he's just really yeah. good at board yeah. games and it's just really good games. at games yeah okay. and they play them in the shadow realm and there's poker and jewel monsters turn up like two or three times that's it in so the whole, the, he's whole oh, wow. no game no life then in 13 episodes two or three times jewel monsters turn up Maybe that's where they got that. Uh, so apparently, from. this version of Yu-Gi-Oh that we watched was is, the, is the fix. <laughs> the, Work that shit out. So, so the only thing <laughs> that we could ever possibly do to Yu-Gi-Oh is to actually just take the idea of the card game and, and put it into. Well, a, no, just just reshoot the entire thing and try and put your own spin on everything and hire better voice actors and hire a better studio and animation and everything. That's the only way you'd ever get a decent quality Yu-Gi-Oh game like this a show like this work based around a game like Beyblade and that lot work yeah, I think it in would. 2021 yes if there's uh, consistent not, not now not now I don't uh. think but actually when this came out if they'd have based it more on the actual trait of the card game and had the main character as just had consistency a really with rules. good person who was really good at the game and he gets entered into a tournament I think that's what we need stakes. to see just a tournament yeah, yeah. not fucking stakes and Part of the cards and, and pharaohs and like, this, this is why it though. It, it just went say off the I rails. Trust my deck, yeah, it went, rather than heart of the cards. It just went off the rails when they started talking about shit like the heart of the cards, the the inconsistency with the fact that they draw the same monsters constantly, even though the fucking deck size the fucking was massive. Rules of the game would have been nice. Yeah, take and out have the consistency puzzle. with those rules yeah. as well. Stick to them. Your, your your game shouldn't fit around plot. Your plot fits around the game. Yeah, so. I went back, and I've actually gone and seen the first episode of Beyblade. Now, it's, Beyblade it's not bad, is it? sticks around the actual premise it's not of bad, the game. It? And actually, he looks at it in more of the technical terms of, oh, he's got a heavier blade. That's why he's so got So I need to, yeah. Because Max fixes all his blades. Yeah. Like, he sorts them out and gives him that spring one to the Technicalities yeah. and stuff like that. This would have been really good if it had been a case of, right, well... This could have had a lot more yeah. strategy well, and everything in it. A lot That's more what strategy. Tristan could have fucking brought to it. More, more cards, more strategy, more monsters to see, everything like that. That's what we needed. And not just summoning really powerful monsters on a whim. No. Doing it by the rules. Doing it by the rules. stakes. Do your sacrifices yep. and fucking, you know, throw down some money or something, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Have it that... I don't know, Grandpa's game shop, which you could keep, 
is about to go out of business or it's been yeah, bought or it's go. going to be buy got to win three million dollars no, well, well, no. grandpa's soul's been taken no buy it from Pegasus Pegasus is going to buy his shop and Pegasus is the leader the, of yeah, the yeah then game. you're taking out all the, the magical stuff like good no shadow realm good. no so have like Kyber that. buy his shop then Kyber yeah. has nothing yeah. to do with the hold magic, on he the wants his realm. blue eyes so he buys the shop buys the shop to try and buy all his stock or yeah, bankrupts his granddad Bankrupts his grandfather. And now he's got to win the Pegasus tournament to buy his shop back to save his grandpa's shop or and beat Kyber in the game, There's in a, the tournament. You, they're all better storylines than minutes. what we got. Two minutes it took to fucking outdo that. Lads, two minutes, four beers, <laughs> and one whiskey. <laughs> they're all better storylines than we got. Because what we got was not a story. Shall I tell what, what we did here sense. was Pokemon Origins. It just Yeah, it needs a darker fucking show, doesn't it? Yu-Gi-Oh, yes. if they call it the Shadow Realm, make the monsters scary. Yes. Make the magicians magicians, like they look cool and strong and like normal yeah, magicians, yeah. but the monsters make them scary. Make the fighting of the monsters and everything better, the attacks yeah. and everything. It, it need, they didn't obviously spend a lot of money on the animation of it. Clearly not. Because the animation quality is poor, but it's actually probably right for the time that it was made. If you're going to have Pegasus and stuff like that, so we talked about the fact that Kyber... The man that looks like a grown-ass man who's probably only about yeah. 15 years old. Yep. Well, how about we yeah. have Pegasus, he's trying to take over Kyber Core after we've had the tournament. And then Pegasus takes over Kyber Core because Kyber loses the tournament. They stake it on that. But then, would, he do, would Kyber lose his business because he lost some tournament? Well, no, they might have it on a game. bet or that he's going to win the tournament or something like that. Like you a know, rich boy bet. Yeah, like a rich boy bet. Loses, and guess what? Then he tells Yu-Gi-Oh, I lost it to Pegasus, and he's like, oh, well, that's not... I'll go get I'll your million get, dollar business Yeah, back. I'll go and get it back. Yeah, because we're best friends. <laughs> Look, is it as... <laughs> more of a step sideways though. Hi Kyber, I've never spoken to before in my life. <laughs> I'll help you out. He watches me from the background over there. <laughs> Look, brooding in the corner. <laughs> Look. Compared to what we got, it's still ah, mamma mia. Ah, mamma mia. <laughs> He's doing the Italian sign. Hey Joey. You're marking me, aren't you? Right. <laughs> and maybe better voice actors. In, oh, maybe, no maybe. maybe. There's no maybe. Well, I don't Always. want to lose Joey. Always. Joey's really good because no, the rest are shit. No, and Joey doesn't just that fit. Funny shit. But if you get actual good voice actors, Joey goes out the fucking window yes. in a heartbeat. He, he doesn't wouldn't fit. fit. In that anymore. accent wouldn't fit <laughs> at all with it's anything so you're bad. trying to do. Shall we have a listen at what the Japanese ones like and see if the voice to. actors are better? I don't want to. We don't, they, we don't do subbed. I know we don't do sub, but. Is it a case of that they really didn't invest in the voice actors? They might not have thought that this was going to go as big as it did in the end. You know what it was? They saw what Pokemon had done. This, well, this, was, this was we what it was. This, this was definitely. an attempt at creating a new Pokemon, fad, wasn't Beyblade, it? Beyblade, that Bakugan Beyblade must have come after. Pokemon did, yeah. It came after. No, and after Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. And yeah, yeah, yeah. After Yu-Gi-Oh. And then there was a few more. And um, then there was Digimon. Digimon. Digital uh, Monsters. Monster Rancher. The, the best bit about Digimon is the final evolution of most of the Digimons are like beautiful women. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. That's no. weird. They go from being a little dinosaur to Metal this like... Metal Garuru Greymon. Like this what? angel... That's literally what they're called. Yeah. This, I thought skull, you just had a stroke. Garuru they Greymon genuinely turn into bullshit. just these like beautiful Angelic women. Angelic women with flowing robes and stuff. Yeah. It's very it's strange. It's really weird. Very strange. 
So with Yu-Gi-Oh, we've come to the establishment that if we completely change the plot and focus it more on the trading card game... We'd have to sit down and rewrite Yu-Gi-Oh from scratch. Well, we just have. No, like no, I minutes. mean, like, you'd have to just be like, yeah. I'm going to re- rewrite Yu-Gi-Oh from scratch. You'd write some basic rules for the card game. Yeah. Make it work. Don't break the rules for plot. No. And then you'd give it a 12-episode storyline. Yeah. That then you can obviously go into another 12-episode storyline and... Give it plot twists. There's Give no it twists stakes. in this. There's well, no, you know you exactly the direction the, it's going every yeah. time. Well, you just go with the one that I said. He wins his shot back in episode 12 and the Blue Eyes isn't there. Yes. In comes yeah, Kaiba. Yeah. It's missing, yeah. Oh, you might have won the shot, but you haven't won this. Yeah. And then you got to go get Blue Eyes Grandpa <laughs> faints I, on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> faints on Grandpa the floor. faints. <laughs> My Blue Eyes. <laughs> My friend gave me that. <laughs> So let's give Yu-Gi-Oh! Dual Monsters a rating. Can I? <laughs> Go nuts, Jim. Space Dandy got a four, right? It did somewhere around there, yeah, four, four and a half. I think it ended on a five. Oh, yeah, my off. I'm going to give this a one. A one. Wow. One. Whoa. I, I can't. Like, was there something, apart from Joey Wheeler, I that actually got me into it? Was there anything? I still felt that tinge of nostalgia. I didn't. Though... Like, mine was Pokemon. So sure. I didn't right. really well, have Well, two-score then. Go with nostalgia in it and go without nostalgia in it. Rate it as something you remember loving. No, it's something Which... I... I fucking loved Yu-Gi-Oh! when I was a kid. Like, eight or nine when I was a kid. But now, looking at it, I couldn't give it any higher than about a two, two. or a three. Two. I would have gone yeah. with two, yeah. I'm happy, two, to then... give, I'm happy to give Yu-Gi-Oh! a two. Two. Oh. That's fine yeah, with me. I, I would argue with it, but I don't think I could pull out any good points that would raise that score. No, I, I could And even then, it's a one if you take away Joey. <laughs> <laughs> and all the dick jokes. But how did this get <laughs> so high a rating? Because it came out of the right time. This show is... Yeah, you, what, base, you base it on... As a kid, you, like I said, you're scoring this old. an eight or a nine, aren't you? So it makes sense that, that it would have a score like that for when it was set back then. Yeah, and the audience of this is not, you know, mid twenties to <laughs> mid thirty year old men drinking whiskey, drinking whiskey, talking about fucking some card game called Yu-Gi-Oh. Dick jokes and dick jokes. The the audience for this was the same crowd as Pokemon, and that then they were like twelve, thirteen years old, if that. So we're coming with the two. Yeah. So two Yu-Gi-Oh, Jewel Monsters gets a summoning boys, two out of ten. <laughs> a a very groggy summoning boys too. <laughs> And if you really want us, if you really want to cause us more pain, don't do it. Let us know if you want to hear more. Don't do it. Yeah, like don't do it. And we will continue. They're lying. The adventures of Yugi Moto. (laughs) Hello, Moto. Please don't. And on that note, it's time to chuff off again. All you summoners can join us next time, where we'll be reviewing the movie "I Want to Eat Your Pancreas." If you've got any questions or queries or want us to do more Yu-Gi-Oh, let us know on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at How Not to Summon or join our Discord at How Not to Summon a Podcast. I've been Shini Senpai. I've been Jim. I've been Grayson. See you later, guys. See ya. Tara. On a final note, we're going to treat you to what we've been talking about for the last two episodes. All these with dick a li- jokes. All these dick jokes with a little commercial. Enjoy. From New Zealand. <laughs> If you're like me, you find it very hard to keep your dick dry. I left my dick unprotected and it was warped out of shape in no time. I could barely recognise my own dick. Imagine that. Then I discovered Schaefer's New Zealand style dick sealant. The best way to take care of your dick in three easy steps. First, wash your dick with soap and water. Then, wait for your dick to dry. 
Once your dick is clean and dry, paint your dick with Schaefer's Dick Sealant. I used to be too embarrassed to invite people over to see my dick. But now, my dick's the talk of the town. I even have pictures of my dick. Check out that dick. I want to send this to my secretary. Barbara always loves to receive my dick pics. After all, summertime is all about spending time on your dick. I'll often have 20 to 30 people on my dick at once. That can really wear your dick out, causing dick splinters and discoloration. But with Schaefer's dick sealant, my dick stays a nice golden brown colour. Who wouldn't want a golden dick? I used to never let children anywhere near my dick. My dick was too dangerous for cods to play on. But it seems like every cod in the neighbourhood's been on my dick this summer. And they've all had a good time. My dick's over 70 years old, but it looks brand new. That's part of the reason all my neighbours are jealous of my dick. Wasn't that right, Jum? Yes, you've got a nice dick, okay? His wife is always on my dick, begging me to know the secret of my perfect dick. If you like Schaefer's dick sealant, check out Schaefer's New Zealand style cock. I had a huge hole on my dick, but I fixed it by jamming some cock in it. You'd be surprised how many things you can fix by jamming cock into them. Have an extra large hole in your dick? Try Schaefer's African style cock. Just go to your local home improvement store and ask for the big black cock. Schaefer's New Zealand style dick sealant. Don't put it on your penis. There's also a helpful number on the back. Hi, I've got a question about my dick. Schaefer's New Zealand style... Hey, get that squirrel off my dick. He knows he's not allowed to come on my dick.